three, two. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion with Weekly live stream, episode number 173, coming to you this 20th of July, 2018, with a message of love for all the cosmos. It is I, Alex Garthon Marsh, and with my president-elect, Grand Poobah, in charge of intergalactic love messages, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone, and as my first official act as the galactic ambassador of love how are you doing mm. there you are there oh, it is yes ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna talk like this for the rest of the stream <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> i think everyone get bored of that so quick uh how you doing today heathen dog i'm doing all right i'm doing all right i uh i heard your uh, toenail is intact Yes, my I uh, I partially separated my right big toenail from my toe, but the doctor said, "Yeah, you got about a fifty-fifty chance of it reattaching or just falling off." I'm like, can you help me out with the odds on that one? It's like, ah, just wrap it up a little tight, and meh, cross your fingers, I guess. Thanks a lot, Doc. You're worth every penny. Well, I kept making making sure to check the status on heathendogtoenailupdate.com, and. <laughs> That's a joke to a previous conversation we we're having offline where, That's right. well, before the stream where I was talking about websites no one's taken yet for some yep. unknown reason. Don't know why. So some of these are bananas crazy. Yes. So this week, this week, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. Today in Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, we got Stargate SG-1, the RPG. Strangely enough, not a lot of people have heard about it. I've actually played this one. Oh, good. Two sessions. Two sessions, nice. Well, they played the people I was playing with played more, but my schedule didn't mesh with theirs because I had a job, so I couldn't um, actually play all the time. And then in Garthon's comic pull, we're gonna type Mr. and Mrs. X number one. Ooh, that sounds nice, just with the title. Doomsday right. Clock number six and Infinity Wars Prime number one. Doomsday Clock number six. Yeah. How, how long has it been since uh, the last one? Like 18 months? Like Jesus. four months. Unbelievable. And it, it, it better be awesome. In the RNG, we have Star Trek Discovery infects Star Trek Online. Sad state of affairs, people. Sad state of affairs. I'm going to stop God. doing that. I hate Tilly. Well, not everyone hates Tilly. Hashtag... Team. You will notice no, I didn't say I like Tilly. I just said there are people who like Tilly. Oops, I did it wrong. Hang on. Much like if I say there are people who think Stalin was right. There it is. Team No Tilly. I got I had, I had to do it with no with no spaces. I accidentally put a space because I'm used to typing like a human. Well, we'd like to give a special thank you to other people who are on Team No Tilly. 
Wizjar through Twitch, Alpha Nine, Beldahar, Beetlebear, Deep Sea Dauber, Sean Butch rises this guy. Oh, through Patreon, Hicks to a six, Sharon Silgarian, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's your generous contribution that keep us going. Uh, through Streamlabs, we got Baldahar, Eleanor, Vitalization Fund, Heathen Dog, Level 90, Cat Girl, Armor Level, Special Fires, New to Gaming, Zontrem, aka Zon, through PayPal, Alan51, Maxilla, Video, and through the generous donation of video games to Torture Heathen Dog, Baldahar, thank you so much. We appreciate all of our supporters so much. Like, subscribe, comment, many ways to do that. You see them on the screen. If not, we'll talk about them later, kids. The audio version of this is available, of course, through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Yeah. Had to go back to it. We do appreciate your support. There are many ways to support, including getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com and also through all these things here, which we will discuss at the end of the show. Just be aware of them. Like you're aware of your own breath. You're not always thinking about it, but every once in a while, you realize just how important it is. Just like it's important to support the Legion of Myth. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to write a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. Like, subscribe, comment. Everyone says that. All YouTubers love doing it. Now, yep. ladies and gentlemen, put on your best sexy clothes, practice your best sexy voice, and get ready for the sexiest podcast conversation about any role-playing game you've got. Start on the sexiest crew ever to jump a gate and to feel the freezing effects thereof through Stargate SG-1. It is Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma with Stargate SG-1 in the tabletop gaming fundamentals. Thank you, Garthon, and thank you, everyone, for watching. Appreciate it. Now, I've had this game a long time, all right? I bought like uh, like uh, like Garthon. I've only played it a couple of times, but I have the book, and this book is no joke. It only comes in hardcover. It's 488 pages. Lots of color pictures. Lots of color pictures. Let me tell you that. It covers. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to get into that later. For right now, let's let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the particulars. Of this one. Uh, it came out in 2003. And I remember was, then. Yes, oh, back in the day. And the publisher was Alderac Entertainment Group. Uh, they, AKA they the AEG. AKA what? AEG. AEG, that's right. And uh, they, they got the license from M MGM, but after a couple years, MGM pulled it because it wasn't selling very well. So. Well, because MGM had very important things to do with that license, like... Nothing else. Nothing. Yeah, pretty much that. Uh, the, the, the price. Now, this is the kicker. You can get the PDF from DriveThruRPG. Just go DriveThruRPG, Stargate SG-1, click enter, and you'll find it for just under 20 bucks. But if you want to get the hardcover used, $52 on Amazon. Heck with that. 30, $35 on eBay. Sounds new, better. New, over $100 on both sites. Yeah, but no one's going to pay that much. No one's going to pay that much. I mean, I think I paid 45 when it came out, yeah, and for, like for this giant book, I get it. Yeah, well worth it. Yes. RPG books tend to be expensive anyway. It's true. Well, now, I mean, I got this back, you know, 15 years, 15, 20 years ago, and this was really expensive for an RPG book. Usually, they were 25 bucks at the time. So, I don't know. I think they're still yeah. around 30 at the time. What's it say in the back of your book? It'll have an yeah. MSRP. It will have a thing up. That means manufacturer suggested retail price. $45. Yeah. Yep. See? Told you. Yep. 45 macaroonies. 
45 bucks, but the books usually aren't this huge. I mean, yeah, that is an impressive book. You can usually kill someone with a book this heavy. That is true. All or right, so, so I have heard. So let's explore the galaxy. All right. Uh, it was built with Spycraft 1.0 RPG, which is uh, which is the uh, D20 OGL, the open game license. Now, right. It's kind of like D&D 3.0, sort of. Basically, it's just a D. Yeah, it's a D20 system where things that go up. Right, right. I, if, if you wanted to classify it between 3.0 and 3.5. Right. In between. I really like Spycraft. That's a good system. Yes. Played a lot uh, of Spycraft. And we're going to talk about it at the, at the end of the slide. But uh, this book, it's so huge, it covers the first six seasons of the show. Nice. So you can start from season – you can start as an SG team in season one and go through the entire storyline of the show as an SG team up to season six with this book alone. That's pretty impressive. It is impressive. Now, all the main characters are represented. So, uh, and, and, and the cool thing is they're represented as low level, mid level, and high level. So, you, as you meet them throughout the, throughout the series of your game, you will meet them at, uh, at an experience level that is era appropriate to where you are in the seasons of the show. Not that you would have to put them in your game, but if you no, wanted to. No, no, you to. wouldn't have to. But if you wanted to, you definitely could. Now, uh, it uses. Cl primary classes and prestige classes, very much like the like uh like D and D used to do, you know. With the I miss pre prestige classes. I know, I know, I know. And it uses the vitality and wounds damage system. Now, this was they say first used in in Star Wars RPG, but actually Palladium got there first with the SDC and hit points. Now, the the idea is that the 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 people who made Spycraft are like, listen someone hits you with an m16 and rolls maximum damage but you have 140 hit points and you don't and you get shot in the chest and you take you take 25 30 damage from that and you didn't die and you're not in any danger of dying that's dumb that's stupid it's it doesn't it, it doesn't reflect real life you can hit anywhere with a with a bullet from an m16 you're just about done I mean, you get hit in the shoulder with an M16 round, it's not your good. shoulder comes off. Yeah, bullet tumbles through you and tears you all up. I mean, there are people who are fine when that happens. Well, not fine, but they keep I going for a bit. fine, but, but they're, not, they're not continuing a firefight at that right, point. Right, but odds are if you get shot with an M16, it's not good for you. Yeah, you're done. So they, they use the vitality and wound system. Now, your wounds the, is your base, your con score, and that goes up very little throughout your entire career. There, there are some skills or perks that you can get that actually increase that, maybe some special class abilities, but that's it. You're never going to have triple-digit wound points like, like, like you can with hit, hit points in other games. Your vitality, on the other hand, goes up as, as you level quite a lot. Now, they, they, uh, they explain vitality as, yes, you were hit by that M16. The guy rolled the hit. He rolled max damage. And you take damage from your vitality first. The reason being is you you were able to duck, you're able to dodge out of the way, and you hit the ground and let's say you uh, you got a superficial wound, you know, like like you you sprained your knee or something like that, your vitality goes down. Your ability to mitigate damage goes down and down and down until you're out of vitality, and then that next bullet that hits you will murder you because you have twenty you have twenty wound points and this thing does twenty five damage. You're just dead. So the idea is it's your, it's your situational awareness. Someone screams, oh, my God, RPG. The 10th the, uh, level character goes, oh, my God, it ducks for cover. The first level guy goes, huh? Bam, he's toast. 
because he didn't have he didn't have a large vitality rating. He wasn't able to dodge out of the way. He didn't have situational awareness. So it it uh, it lets you have lots of damage. It, it lets you do lots of damage, but not instantly kill everyone with a weapon that should instantly kill everyone. All right. So let's move on from that. All right. Now your basic stats. Now to roll your stats is just like many other games. You roll three d six. Uh, or whatever the GM allows. 3d6, any order you want. 4d6, drop the lowest one. You want to do your own specialized point system. Whatever, whatever. It, it'll support any of that. Yeah, if you're some kind of wimp. If you're tough, you go 3d6 straight down. Straight down, That's how baby. you do it, kids. That's it. That's old school. No extra rolls. No 4d6, drop the lowest. But, but I want to be a fighter, but my strength is 9. Well, guess what? You're, guess what? you're a terrible fighter. You're a terrible fighter. Or or you're a better something else. That's right. That's all right, uh, and the the stats are you know, basically the same. You got strength, which is your hand-to-hand -hand attack and damage modifiers. And uh, in this game, the the stronger you are, the uh, the better you are at compensating for for uh, machine gun recoil. Which makes sense. Yes, uh, dexterity is your ranged attack modifier, and also your defense and initiative modifier. Constitution is your vitality modifier and your starting wound points. Uh, I told you that wound points don't really go up every level, so there's no constitution modifier for that. Your vitality points go up every level, and your constitution modifies that. And we go to the next to the to the next stats. We have intelligence. Intelligence is your number of initial language and your number of skill points initially, and number of skill points uh, that you get moving forward every time you level. Uh, wisdom. It helps you with an inspiration check. Now, for this game, an inspiration check is if you're stuck and the GM wants to move everything along, he has you roll an inspiration check, and you and the GM gives your character an aha moment, a little light bulb moment, to give you a, a, enough of a hint to continue on with the story, which I think is a neat mechanic. You don't, you know, instead of trying to railroad people through, like like uh, push the hints through them, you can you can have them roll and succeed in an inspiration uh, check, and then they feel like they've done something, even though the GM gave them this, they spoon-fed it, it just doesn't feel like it. And your wisdom is also, you walk into a room, and, and you can roll to see if just something's not right. You know, it's like, something's wrong in here. Makes sense. Stuff like that. And then you have your charisma. Uh, charisma affects uh, your influence others and to blend in in other cultures which happens a lot in the Stark universe. You go into cultures that you're completely alien to, but a high charisma modifier allows you to, you know, read the room basically and blend in better in that environment. And the gear picks. Now, the gear, I don't really get into it uh, today. I'm going to get into it next next week. Uh, well, the week after next week. But uh, gear is you're, you're given an assignment by Stargate Command, and then you're, you're given basic gear that they believe you need to make this assignment a success. The higher charisma you have, the more gear you can requisition. For example, let's say uh, you, you got this Marine. He has a charisma of eight. He goes, I'm here for my gear. It's like, okay, here's your gun, here's your clips, here's your goggles, and here's a gas mask, there you go. Now get out. Oh, I, I think I'm gonna need an RPG. Yeah, you don't need an RPG, get out of here. And then the cool guy walks in. Here's your gun. Here's your goggles. Here's your clips. Here's your gas mask. You know what, man? Yeah, uh, Rick, right? Rick? Yeah, how are your kids, Rick? I, I heard your daughter got her braces out. How's she doing with that? 
oh man, she must she must be she must be a knockout by now. You better watch out. <laughs> You're gonna be knocking guys around with a stick trying to get at her. By the way, you think I could get that RPG? Sure. Here you go, man. <laughs> Why <laughs> not? Like exactly. Stuff like that. And of course, all of the ability scores have modifiers, and they all have the same modifier. And you can see it right below me on the um, ability score modifier table. Okay, let's move on to the races. Simple. The only standard race is human. Every yeah. other race is optional, GM optional. If the GM wants that race to exist as a player character, it can. If not, it won't. And you should shut up. Especially, yeah. especially if you're starting Season 1 Stargate. There is one Jaffa, and that's Teal'c. Everyone else is, guess what? Human. Human. And that's it. Now, later on, you get near human like Jonas Quinn, pictured to the right of Teal. He's he is a, he's a human, but from a different planet, and he's been away for so many thousands of years that he has some some perks that humans from Earth do not have. Like he has an, an eidetic memory and increased intelligence, stuff like that. And then you have the optional races of Asgardian, Kokra, and and uh, Riol, I think they're called. They're the I would never allow them. They're the invisible arachnid like Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah, that's way much. I would never allow that. A Tok'ra is iffy, man. And Asgardian, no. No, that's way too, no, I would never allow that. But, you know, uh, all these race choices are dependent upon the timeline. Like, if you're in Season 1, you don't know, you, you can't get more Jaffa. You don't get any near humans, because the only near humans in Season 1 they find are, you know, basically just invented the wheel. You know, you don't want them on your team. They'll just shoot themselves in the face. And uh, the Asgardians aren't around yet. So you can't be them. That's Maybe right. if you start later on, these things are possible, but it's up to the GM and how he does his story. Now, let's go over to the macro specialties. Now, this is really cool. All right. Now, uh, in the beginning, when they were building the SG program, they had to cherry pick people from other from from other services, the Air Force, the Marines, the Navy. I, I don't think they did the Coast Guard, but the Army. Now, you didn't just come out of boot camp and go, oh, you're a tap for the SG program. No, you were you were distinguished. Right. So they had a reason they chose you. They had a reason they chose you. As a matter of fact, I want you to make this uh, full screen because it, this, this chart is hard to read. Now, uh, let, let's say you're an Air Force. You're, you're a former Air Force. You get a plus two to your intelligence. Yeah. And a minus two to any other ability. Yeah. A, a, any other stat. Okay. And you can be an Air Force officer, an Air Force technician, an enlisted Air Force recruit, or a pararescue. And, and you get these one-time bonuses. You want to be Army. Great. You get plus two con, minus two to any uh, anything else. And if you want to be an Army officer, Army ranger, Army technician, or enlisted Army recruit, you get these one-time bonuses. It goes on and on throughout, throughout the entire thing. So you get wisdom. <laughs> you, you get to choose these macro uh, macro specialties, especially if you're starting early on. Well, they and, wouldn't uh, get intelligence or charisma. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if, if you want intelligence, you get civilian specialist. Yeah. If you want to get charisma, you get a diplomat. Makes as sense. You see, as you can see, if you're if you're a civilian specialist, like uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on the main character. Danielson. Daniel. Yeah. If you're like Daniel, he gets plus two charisma, minus two dex, and he gets persuasive as a bonus feat. Hey, that's always nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'll go ahead and make it normal size again, and we'll, we'll go over to the 
macro species. Yay! Now, this is if they allow species, then if you are the species, you get these traits. If you're an Asgard, you get plus two wisdom, minus two strength and con. If you're if you're a Jaffa, you get plus two strength, but minus four charisma because no one trusts you. Fair enough. And and you get all, all the... Well, the uh, also, the Jaffa aren't known for being charismatic in the first place. They're not like, yeah, hey, guys, yeah. how you doing? There's like... Exactly. Mm. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not fun at parties. No, they are uh, not. If you want to be a Tokra, great. You get plus two intelligence, minus minus two charisma, and you get the blended symbiote abilities: increase healing, increase strength, stuff like that. And then, uh, if you want to be near human, uh, from an advanced society, you get plus two intelligence, minus two strength, and your bonus feat is any basic or advanced skill feat. That would be Jonas Quinn. What if I just want to be human? Then you get. You're, you you get the if you go back up. Oh, that's the, the other the chart. Okay. Yeah, the, the macro special. So I can't that, be Asgard and Air Force. No, you can't because oh. it, that that never happens. Sorry. So yes, if you're an alien, you don't lose out on the on the on the macro specialties. You just get your own race, macro species. Fair special. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. Okay, now character classes. Now the cool thing about this game is uh, unlike uh, Earthdawn or or some other games that you really want to have a uh, as much people as much players as possible this centers on four pcs four players because sg teams are four people that's true that's right so your classes are explorer wait how come and, the original movie then they had way more than four people well that, that's that's because i know i'm were... kidding i'm kidding okay never mind. all right uh explorer that's uh that's first class uh you you're the guy who goes in there and uh you're prepared for whatever is happening, you know you 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 have survival skills, you have wilderness skills, you have uh, tracking skills, you know all that stuff. You 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 can lay the land may, and and make it safe for everyone else. You know, figure out what's there, all that cool stuff. Guardian. Now, this usually is only a, a assigned to a rebel Jaffa. So, if you're doing season one, only only Teal'c is a guardian. He's the only guardian class in the game. So we're gonna skip that. Point man, your team support. This is like a, in D and D a bard. All right, you uh, you 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 support the other team, uh, bull in in uh, in firefights or completing their mission by giving them bonuses to their roles. Scientist, well, you're you're a technical or scientific operative. You hit a piece of tech, and you have to decipher it. Scientist is your man. Uh, you need to repair something. The tech technician's your guy. Fair enough. And then there's the scout. This uh, the 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 scout is. A little like the explorer, he doesn't he doesn't get all the wilderness survival bonuses that that an explorer does, but he did he gets a lot of survey the scene like shadow surveys the scene. Like, yeah, yeah. He will scout the area. He will find all the hidden traps. He will do you know he he uh, he will see all of the enemy's movements, and you know figure out where they're going, what they're doing by li little snippets of information that he's gathered. Belnar says then, that I want to be half human, half short pasty alien. I already am short, half pasty alien. Yeah, there you go. I had to let him know that. And then there's a soldier. That's just straight up killing. Someone needs to do the killing. Sometimes needs to kill. Yeah. And there's no penalty for multiclassing. If you start off as a soldier, you go to lo you go to level four, then you can multiclass into a scientist. It's fine. There's no penalty for that. As as long as you have the minimum requirements for that class, like obviously for soldier, there's a minimum for strength, and for scientist, there's a minimum for intelligence. But as long as you meet that. Yeah, there's, hey, there's no penalty. You can do it. That's fine. You stop advancing in your first class, which makes sense. And you only advance in your in your second. Well, what class starting now. bonuses do you get from your other? Do you get all the starting bonuses for from no. a scientist? No, you don't. You you don't get the uh, uh, 
uh, max vitality bonus for first level. You you do not get the uh, bonus uh, bonus feat for first level, and that makes there's sense. One more, but I can't I can't recall. But it's it's not really important. You uh, as as you progress, you you get all of the all of the traits that you get through level progression. All right, so, makes sense. That's good. Now let's see what we got next. We got ah okay specialized. These are prestige classes. Okay, I love prestige classes. Me too. Because you can really dial in your character the way you want it to work. I always found them very fun. Yes, prestige classes always have bare minimum, uh, bare minimum uh, stats or abilities or things you need or feats you need to even gain one level in this. Uh, for example, bodyguard. You need to have a base attack bonus of plus four, or and you need to have the feat uh, alert or alertness. And then you can get level and bodyguard. If you have levels in bodyguard, uh, you have you have the specialized ability to protect people who you know who need who need protecting high value assets. Like like say uh, in, the, in the picture here, we have uh, we have D dumpy technician trying to fix a DHD, and we have Samantha Carter guarding his back. Now, if she has levels in bodyguard, she doesn't. But if she did, she would get bonuses. She would give bonuses to his defense if someone were trying to attack him. Which is nice. Yeah, which is nice. And we have field analysts. Uh, these guys are investigators and, and uh, troubleshooters. Th these are guys that are, uh, who are specialized in, in uh, not only figuring out how tech works, but to retro, retrofit it into something that's usable with human tech. So it's cool. I like field medic. Things. Yeah. Field medic is, you know, everything goes pear-shaped. And someone's bleeding out. Well, they can, they can patch you up. You know, you're not a doctor, but you can patch you up, stop the bleeding. You're not going to bleed out. You're not going to die. And maybe someone will help extract you to the gate. Right. Good. Officer. An officer gives team buffs all around the all or, all across the board. In combat, team buffs. Out of combat, team buffs. Uh, the officer, you know, gives you a pep talk, and dang it, you feel good about yourself, and your next role gets bonuses, no matter what that role is. Sniper. This is just plain old killing. Like, I'm a soldier. I'm really good at killing. I'm a soldier prestige class into sniper. You're super good I'm at I'm good at killing from a long distance. Exactly. Kill him from kill him from anywhere. Two miles away. Like they died and then three seconds later I heard a gunshot. What the Out, hell? Outer space with a rail gun. That's how you do it. <laughs> and then of course there's a special one, Prime. Uh, this is only for Jaffa. Far. And only for later on in the in the Stargate timeline, which makes because, sense. Because yeah, uh, the uh, in the beginning, the only one that would have the Prime Prestige class would be Teal'c because he was a former First Prime of Apophis. Right. So he would be he would, he starts off with the Prestige class Prime, but only Jaffa can take it, and only under specialized circumstances. All right, now let's now that's it. That's all we got for today. And next time. Uh, I'm going to go over skills and feats, and I'm going to generate a character from scratch. It's going to be it's going to be uh, a, uh, a first first season SG one character. I don't know where he's going to be from. Is Air Force? It could be Army, Marines. I, I screw it. I may even make up some stuff for Coast Guard. I don't know. He'll be drunk all the time, but whatever. You know, I'm going. But we're going to do that. And uh, let's see. We, we've we've already gone through pretty much everything else statistic race macro macro yeah classes yeah we did everything else yep. yeah so uh next time we're gonna go over that 
and uh, you're going to see exactly how the vitality and wound system plays out in character gen generation and I think you're going to like it. I think and so. Or not. We probably won't. Oh, I think you will. It's a good deal. And that's it. At, uh, Heathen Dogs Tabletop Game, Gaming Fundamentals Woo! for Stargate SG-1. Thank you, Heathen Dog. Appreciate that. You're welcome. It's an interesting system. I like how it's based off Star uh, Spycraft. I really like Spycraft a lot. Yes. But I like how they changed enough so it really, really felt different. It wasn't yes. just, yay, this is Spycraft with a different skin on it. Exactly. They And Spycraft can only exist because no magic. They got rid of magic. They took they took D and D three and said, you know what? Let's take out magic. Wow, this thing works works a lot weird. This works a lot differently if there's no supernatural crap in it. Right. And they were able to build this. It was really cool. Yeah, was. So of course, if you want more Heathen Dog, don't miss an episode. Follow him on Twitch. You go to Twitch. There's a follow button. Say, like, hey, I want to be notified. And you do go. Look at that. Subscribe. You win. You're a winner. Your life is now better. And then you can subscribe on YouTube. Zap, zap, zap. And everything is now slightly better in your life. You can wake up in the morning with a smile on your face. Yes. Knowing that most is right with the world. It is not right with the world, at least right with you, because you are subscribed to Heathen Dog and the Legion of Myth. And if you want more Heathen Dog, you check him out on YouTube. His anime and RPG segments, his team-ups in Neverwinter and Star Trek Online with that Heathen, with that uh, Garthon guy as they play some interesting missions. It's fun. It's good times. Join us when yeah, we stream hey, that. If, yeah, if you want to get on the ground floor in Neverwinter, we've only had one episode so far, so we're still, what, level 14? Yeah, level 14. Yeah, so we're you want to get on the ground floor on that one and watch us fumble through that nonsense, go right ahead. Yeah, and also it, uh, it's also good to watch us live, get in on the fun. It's always good at that, especially at Star Trek Online. Join our group. It'll be cool. Giveaways See, every time. <laughs> so far. Uh, at least recently. And you can check his streams Monday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern of Soma, which is all creepy and stuff. And it was actually a gift, I believe. Was it, it not? It was a gift, yes. Thank it was you. a gift from Baldahar. Thank you, Baldahar. All right, everyone, it is now time for our next segment, which is... Garthon's comic poll! Garthon buys comics! Garthon reads them! He tells you about them. Thus, it is called Garthon's comic poll. So, first up, Mr. and Mrs. X, number one, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Oscar Basildua, colors by Frank Darmada, and cover by Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson. All right... The wedding no one cared about or wanted between two characters who were a lot more interesting 20 years ago has finally happened. I'll give it 10 years. I'm so generous. No, 20. Uh, what? Rogue and... Oh, whatever his name is. Gambit! Gambit, yes. No one cares yeah. anymore. I'm sorry, there are Gambit fans, but his, his... The peak of the Gambit popularity has really, really... Gone. It's gone. Year 2000, since year 2000. Which is not, which is mainly because they've done nothing interesting with the character. Uh, there was a miniseries of Rogue and Gambit, and I guess it proved popular enough to warrant this. I will say this issue was executed pretty well in that, in X-Men Gold, when Kitty Pride and Colossus failed to get married, um, which was stupid. Yep. Uh, this issue actually happens in parallel with that. So you see, like, other stuff happening, and then when those two don't get married, you see them say, well, you know, Gambit says, you know, hey, since we're here and everyone's here, why don't we get married? She's like, you know, don't joke with me. She's like, he's like, no, I think I'm serious about that. And you see them, like, 
the friends of the X-Men, you know, all, like, assembled to, like, to get her stuff. Like, you know, Jubilee, like, takes control of, like, wedding planning super cool. Like, oh, we need something old, something borrowed, something blue. You know, starts to not. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, sure. It was kind of neat, you know. Uh, but in conjunction with that comic, it, it's actually kind of neat to see what else happened. Because you don't get to see that part. Uh, they then go on a honeymoon to outer space because they can... Hijinks happen. Um, they have to fight some people that no one cares about. And it ends with a special appearance by Deadpool because Deadpool's in every comic. They're begging people to buy. I'm surprised he's not on the cover. Um, the writing is competent. It's not great. I never felt any interest for any of the characters, really. It's just like, oh, you're there. Oh, it's you guys. Wasn't Rogue a lot more interesting in other comics? And also, Frank Basildua. In some ways, I think he's fantastic. In other ways, he can draw one face. Well, he has two faces. He has one boy face and one girl face. And everyone gets that. As you see what I'm showing now, everyone has one face. All the guys have one face. All the girls have one face. And everyone looks like they're 16. Doesn't matter how old they are. They're 16. Um, these are some scenes from the comic, obviously. Yes, this is this is atrocious drawing. You're right. I think the art is actually really good, except everyone looks the dang same. Exactly. There, there's no there's no and differentiation between people, and some of these guys are drastically older than the others. Right, and they're all 16 or 18, maybe. You know, it's and Mystique showed up. It's like, hey, can I be here? When did they decide they were buddy buddy? I don't remember. Mm. It's just. And that bottom panel with that shows Rogue and Mystique together, it looks like a tattoo album cover. You know? <laughs> <sighs> so, I just... What's sad is, it, in other ways, the art is really, really good. It has a nice setting of place, nice settings of scene. But you could tell, even in these panels, he's like, F a background. You get some lines and colors. You know? But he does pretty good with action and stuff. I just, it's, it's good comic art except for these little minor things that just really bug me, you know. Ah, I want to be better. Okay. I get it. So, I could care less about them being married. I thought, hey, I'll read it. Maybe it's interesting. But Kelly Thompson has never really floated my boat anyway. I always think oh. she's kind of dull, and true to form, to me, she's kind of dull. I'm sure other You're people. Still... You're still full screen. Oh, that's fine. But thank you for letting me know. But I'm sure other people will just absolutely love it. I'm not one of those people. Okay. It's not... I don't find the action very interesting. I don't find the plot very interesting. When I see Deadpool at the end, I actively groaned. <laughs> Even though it was kind of interesting because they were playing off of how Deadpool and Rogue dated for like three panels in issues of in Uncanny Avengers. But they had to bring that and. Okay, all right. Like I said, there's something's good about it, or something's bad, so it really just kind of washes out to me. So you get a 2.5. It's okay. Yes. It's a comic. It's a comic. It, it, it didn't it's not terrible. Soul. It didn't hurt. It didn't I, hurt your soul. It didn't blow up your skirt. Yeah, there I didn't go. like seeing Deadpool at the end, but it's one of those, well, you know, at least he's not on the cover, and he's in every comic. But why is he in outer space? And why are they going after this MacGuffin, which suddenly he ended up with? And what? Uh, uh, whatever. I got nothing. 
I guess they're trying to make tension between him and Gambit. All right. She like he like kissed her once, and you're married to her. So, ugh, ugh, eh, it's all right. So uh, put that in your blurbs, Marvel. Versus Mrs. X. It's all right. <laughs> you won't hate yourself for reading it. Do you love Rogan Gambit? Here's your comic. You don't love Rogan Gambit? It's a comic. That's that's what you get there. All right. Doomsday Clock. Number six of 12. Uh, long written, awaited. Long awaited. Written by Jeff Johns. Art by Gary Frank. Colors by Brad Anderson. Uh, cover Gary Frank and Brad Anderson, so that'll give you an idea what the art's like. The art, as I've said before, is very reminiscent of previous Watchmen, but modernized in a good way. A really kind of interesting issue. It focuses on Puppeteer in the Mime, who they never really named until now. Uh, basically, the crazy girl who has the monofilament wire where she cut people up. And the crazy guy doesn't talk, who apparently has invisible guns and dresses like a mime. Okay. This issue focuses on them. They start out with being kind of captured by the Joker. And he, uh, the previous issues, he, the Joker had got them, and he finally apparently got the drop on Batman. It looks like that. I don't remember that happening. But he's like wheeling Batman through the sewers in a wheelchair. He's all drugged up. And he has these two following behind him. Well, not in the cover, but Mime and Puppeteer. And so he's like, so what are you guys doing? And he ends up, like, through their crazy actions, he's like, you know, you can't just go killing people. You see, I mark my guys. Everyone in town has a mark. My guys all wear the clown paint. And I, they're under my protection. You go kill a bunch of them, it makes me look bad. I can't have that. You know, which makes so. But eventually, by murder a bunch of dudes, you know, Joker goes, huh, just starts laughing. Like, all right, you guys are cool. Let's go. Because he's the Joker, he's insane. And honestly, it's smart at that point not to say, huh, I'm going to get in a fist fight with the guy who has apparently invisible guns and a girl who, when she waves her hands at you, you cut in half. Maybe I won't fight with them. Maybe let's keep yeah, well, rolling. Well, if you do, you shoot him from behind. Right, which is what he would do. He's not dumb. Yeah. No. But Joker's going to a meeting of a bunch of villains because apparently all sorts of crazy crap's happening with the superhero world that's been described was some sort of Superman theorem going on where the government's been creating supers for years. Sure. And there's a conspiracy about that. And all the supervillains are kind of like meeting up. Against this, uh, Puppeteer keeps having flashbacks so we actually finally get her and the mime's backstory. And it's not super messed up, but it's a little messed up. It's basically they both had happy families who had businesses across the street from each other. The mime actually never talked, even as a kid. He just never talked. Um, some corrupt cops killed the mime's mom and her, and they were going to kill her dad. But uh, eventually, you know, the fathers couldn't... He was an older man. Maybe grandfather, maybe father. Because they kind of imply both. Sure. Uh, they call, She calls him Papa and Daddy at different times, and he looks a lot older than her, because she's a little kid at the time. Eventually, he ends up killing himself so that the cops will stop leave them alone. He, Because he leaves her not saying they'll never leave us alone. When the cops show up, like, what the hell's this? And she just freaks out on him, and they end up, her and the mime, who's going by his real name, Mark at the time, end up freaking out and just, you know, fighting back and killing both of them. And ever since then, they've been on the run together. Like a Bonnie and Clyde type situation? Or? Yeah, pretty much. You actually get a little bit of sympathy for him. Like, 
they both had good families, but the system, the corrupt part of the system destroyed their families and destroyed their lives. And so they have no faith in it at all. The only people they've ever been able to rely on who are still alive are each other. And that's why they're still together. So it's they do a good job putting this out, like why they do what they do, why they're in their current situation. It also lays out with uh, the supervillain meeting how the supervillains are feeling about the current world situation. Um, like the plan is mainly like to escape to Kondak, where Black Adam will grant people asylum. And one guy's like, no, I wouldn't so hot if that doesn't work. They're, he killed a bunch of my buddies. Like, yeah, you went there to try and assassinate him. He didn't take kindly to that. Mm. But you get a good view of what's going on in the world. Um, it never gets resolved with what's going on with Batman. That's going to come later. But I thought it was an interesting... Oh, my God. This issue yeah. was not about that. This issue was about backstory and building character. Yeah, I know, but still. I mean, it... it... It's so long in between these comics. That I know. Having to, you're like, I can't remember. Yeah, it shouldn't be this long between these books. I understand it. No, I, I can't remember what happened in the last I don't, one. Like, I don't understand if it's an issue with getting them written or getting them drawn. But either way, it takes way too damn long. Yeah, I mean, sure. The, I, I, you've seen comics that are drawn great. Who, who, who's that guy? Uh, he, he was drawn like four comics a month, and they were awesome. Pepe Larraz. Pepe Larraz. <laughs> Jesus, man, Pepe Larraz for like three months in a row. He yeah, he did, wrote like he every, did, he drew like he every book. He did a comic a week. Yeah, he was doing awesome. And he was doing them well. He took a break. And Doomsday, Doomsday Clock does a comic every quarter? Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's Jeff Johns or Gary Frank, but for some reason, they, it's just this series should have been done by now. The series is supposed to be done in August. Yes. <sighs> but it's been a great series. It, it sucks having to wait for it. That's like the biggest knock against it. But I thought this issue was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characterization of the Joker. I enjoyed um, how all the villains were. I didn't like the Riddler was kind of like the TV series Joker. The six, Batman 66. You know, with, with the like bodysuit, the, the question marks, a little too over the top. I would have preferred yeah. an animated series or a modern Batman comic Joker. But, yeah, you know, that's a minor gripe. Uh, so I really, really liked it. Four stars. Good book. I could be convinced okay. four and a half, but it gets marked down a star for me if you wait so damn long. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that hurts me, but it's an awesome book. I cannot wait for the compilations to come out because this, I think to me has been great. Yeah. Personally, I'd wait until the trade comes out. I mean, I don't waiting, wanna, I'll be like four months. I'll be like 50, you know, <laughs> fair. Uh, all right, last. Infinity Wars Prime, number one. What the hell is this? It's one of one. Yeah, it's a comic that shouldn't exist. Well, it is. What do you mean? Why that? Why is that? Tell me why. Because the what are, are they just are they just rehashing the movie in this one? Oh, not even close. Nothing to do with that. Why are you even thinking that? Because of the cover. Comic. Comics have nothing to do with movies, and not to mention you have at least. <laughs> two characters on the cover who are not in the movie. That's fair. You actually well, have three. Yet. You have hey, we three. Have, we haven't seen part two yet, so shut up. Because you don't have Adam Warlock, you don't have Captain Marvel, you don't have uh, Infinity Woman there, who they haven't named. I'm betting it's Infinity Gamora. Woman. The chick with the Infinity symbol over her eyes. Oh, I, I just thought it was her like stylized granny sunglasses. It is stylized granny sunglasses. They haven't named her. I'm calling her Infinity Girl or okay. Gamora. Um, that's my bet. Okay. All right. 
Infinity Wars Prime number one, written by Gary Duggan, art by Mike Diodato Jr., colors by Frank Martin, cover by Mike Diodato Jr., Frank Martin. That's what the that's what the interior art looks like. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, I had low hopes for this book, honestly, because yeah. the Infinity War prequel books come to this. Uh, folks in Adam Warlock were just to me kind of eh, kind of eh. The basic premise is. Many years ago, the Infinity Stones were destroyed. Okay. That happened. It was in the books. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you're reading this, throw out all information for your mind about the movie. Just, yeah, does, yeah. It has nothing to do with the comics. Yeah. Much like everything in the Marvel comics, nothing to do with the movies. The Infinity, But it turns out the stones show back up because you can't destroy them. But now they're all messed up. Uh, they're not as powerful as they used to be. And everything is a little twisted. They even put a little chart in the book, which I didn't think to put a slide for. But Aww. if you have the Infinity Stone, your uh, its power is not because it... Like if you have... Like let's say you have the Soul Stone, right? Sure. I'm cool. I got the Soul Stone. Can't read uh, if, if I remember correctly, before you could... You could rip out people's souls, put them in the gem, and then you have all their knowledge and expertise right. at, at your disposal. But now the soul stone is powered by the user's mastery. Wait, that's the my soul. The soul stone is powered by a ma- user's master of reality. It can preserve the soul and allow for life after death. So your soul stone is only as powerful as your control of reality. The mind stone is only as powerful as your control over your soul. So okay, and so, so on and in, so on. So individually now they're they don't they they kind of suck. Right, but if you start getting all of them together, they start getting more and more and more powerful. Right. Once you have them all, it's great. But even then, if you have, uh, was it one, two, three, four? If you have five of them, like let's say you had them all except the space stone, every one of them is still dependent upon another one's power. And if you don't have the space stone, your power of space is probably pretty stinking lame. Which is going to make all of them lame. <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird. But it's an interesting idea. And of course, Doc Strange is involved. And he's like, we got to rid of these things. These things suck. Uh, also, the inside of the Soul Stone used to be like a paradise. Yeah. Uh, part of Gamora's soul is still stuck in there. But ever since they returned, the inside of the Soul Stone is now like a desolate Mad Max wasteland. Oh, great. Full of monsters. And there's a few like settlements of souls where they basically rock out to dank heavy metal and have Thunderdome every night. Right. They, they have a, they have a, a fire-spewing uh, guitar-playing guy with the oil on his chest. Yeah, they got all that. It's okay. not a pleasant place anymore. Gotcha. Check. And all the stones have been jacked with like this. The uh, So basically it goes like kind of setting where the stones are. Uh, Adam Warlock or Dr. Strange saying, hey, we need to mess with this. Dr. Strange saying this is jacked up. The... Basically letting you know where everything is before the Infinity Wars series kicks off. And it ends with a big, big shocker at the end. What's the shocker? Before I I tell you about that. Like I said, the art I like. Except Uh there's a stylistic choice in it, which I find kind of cool, but also kind of annoying. And I wish it would stop. Which is? Boxes. Boxes, boxes, boxes. Everywhere boxes. Look at it. Boxes. Like, what he can't just... What the hell just, is that? 
can't just make a splash page. Just one panel, dude. Come on. It, it looks like everything you're looking at is, is is printed on the back of an IKEA cabinet. You know, squares, rectangles. It's why for a couple pages. Okay, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but for the whole book, it's come on. every page is like this. Why are there I, I lines play, over everything? I can play checkers on these pages. Yeah, it's in one way, it's a size choice. It's kind of neat. But it's overdone to the point where I don't want to see it. It's like fancy marketing gimmicks. Yeah, look at this. It's crazy. Um, also, the story is told uh, along the backdrop of Loki going through this library, this Asgardian library. An omnipotent city. Well, that's a different place. But yeah, that's part of where he's at. He's at Omnipotent City. Is it Loki City. on the bottom of that panel? Yeah, that's part of the library he's going through. Yeah. And he's going through, like, all looking up stories about himself. Like, why don't these stories match what's in my memory? This is supposed to be histories. Why don't I remember any of these? Or I remember them very differently. Hmm. Someone's behind all this changing. And so he's questioning the librarian, like, hey, what the hell's up with this? Libra uh, you find out that the librarians of Asgard, in case something happened to Asgard, had copies of all the major books in multiple places. And since Asgard has, you know, got yeah. blowed up since then, turns out they were right. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah. But when the librarian he's with sees this, she, she's about to throw him out. And he's like, wait, 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 look at this book. Someone tore the, the back end out of it. Why is that? This is supposed to be like, what happens? What, what? She's like, that shouldn't have happened. That, I will find out who did this and crush them. Wah! For I am, I am the Conan the librarian. Oh, she looks like a Conan the librarian. She's a very oh, big, God. tough, imposing librarian. If you also so, defending your books, it's her. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> but the... You reject people, see it. Uh, the... Uh, but basically it ends with Loki... Well, part of the... One of the story endings are... Adam Warlock leaves Doctor Strange after they travel to the Soul Stone and see it's jacked up. And Adam, Doctor Strange is like, You know, Warlock, I'm not going to help you because I could sense... Little time particles on you from hanging out with Kang. What the hell's up with that? What did what did what did you promise Kang in return for his help? And he said, "Well, honestly, I promised him your time stone." Strange, like you're out. I'm not with this. No, no, Kang's bad. I don't care. No, he's out. You're on. Sorry, buddy. You're done. Get out. It uh, <laughs> no, uh... That, what that, that's kind of a that's kind of a d bag move. I'm promising somebody else's thing. Yeah, but. That you know that they would never give up. Well, the thing is, if the universe is going to collapse on itself... He still would never give it up. Well, give the time stone? Yeah, in the comics, no, he would never do it. Well, no, you're talking about Strange, right? Yeah. He would. No, he'd never give it to Kang. No, that's oh, it. He was not going to give it to Kang. But Kang. can you no. trust Kang if the universe is collapsing and needs it to save the universe? Yes, yeah, he will save the universe. Yeah, but after that, he's going to be the Lord of Time and be a dick. Yeah. Um, so what did you save the universe for? To be subservient to Kang. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Woo! Well, it's easier to fight Kang than the universe being dead, I guess. It's easier to fight Kang if the universe is alive. Okay. Easier being, you know, incremental at this point. Yep. Another ending point is Loki and the library convinces the librarian to go with him to a place called the uh, what do you call it? Uh, where you excavate stone. We're still full screen. That's fine. Uh, thanks for warning me. Uh, place where you excavate stone, which they call quarry, like the quarry of the gods, like some piece of proto matter of the universe where like the original gods were formed or some crap. So okay. and that's like the only place they can go to find out the secrets. So she's like, you know, I've had me in a trip. She's like, yeah, let's go together. So they go. Sure. Um, another ending point 
is Thanos is there with the Chitari on the Chitari homeworld. He's with like the other leaders, like, yes, Chitari, I owned you. You are my bitches. And I am Thanos. And I'm awesome. Like, yes, Lord Thanos, you are awesome. We are your bitches. Hell yes. And now I sense the stones are back. And I'm going to get the stones. We're going to get them. And we're going to go. for your last time, sire. And it's going to work forever. And we're going to call you own the universe and kill everyone. And I was like, yeah, Thanos, you're the Bob Diggity. And then a giant sword goes out through his chest. What? And then he turns around. like, oh, it's you. Oh. Gamora. It's got to be Gamora. Well, it's the chick with the infinity Okay, eyeballs. then you're right. Then, yeah, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Team Garthon, on this one. Yeah, it's either Gamora it's, or Quasar, but I'm really thinking Gamora. Yeah, yeah. G- Gamora has more has more emotional oomph to it. Right. Especially because he looks and says, uh, Who dares? Ah, I wondered when you, no matter the blade, I know the design well. Are you here to conduct my requiem with it? And she's like, Always oh, so grandiose. I'm here to kill you with it. And she cuts off his head. Nice. And the head bounces on the ground and. Thanos has thinking to himself while he dies, you know. And Maybe actually, I should have been nice to her. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he thinks, uh, the future I dreaded is no more. And as the light fades from my eyes, I am made whole. As you see, like, the image of death in his eyes. Because he oh, loves right. death, so now he can finally be with her. Yep. Yay! Yay! No, no, she is going to totally yeah, screw she's, him over. Yeah, she's totally not going to be near with him anyway. No, no. She's um, going to put him in a dark hole all by himself. Pretty much. Um, and after that, T'Challa like, oh, by our laws, you are now our lord. We love you, our dark and powerful lord. And she's like, yeah, the only thing I need from you is to die. And she, like, activates something in her backpack and, like, sucks the energy out of them and they all die. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if she kills the planet or just them, but she kills them all. And then she's off all to right. do who knows what. Yeah, whatever. I mean, so far, she did a good thing. Right. The T'Challa are generally bad. But- Thanos is most definitely bad. Yeah, she does say my work is far from done. My future is blank now that the past is dead. And there are, there are like preview pictures of her like looking all badass and like heroes trying to stop her. So you're gu- guessing she's trying to get all the stones for who knows why. I'm guessing it's Gamora and she wants her soul back. I would, I would, That's I my would guess. want that too. I would want that. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd, if I was Gamora, I'd be in that boat. Like, is it like half her soul or whole? It's like, part of her soul. It's like a yeah, tenth. Part I don't of her know. soul is in there. But, you know, that's got to that's stick. Yeah, it's got to wear on you. Especially because in the lead-up to this, in the prequels to this, she was like, all right, all right, everyone, I know where the soul stone is. We all need to get this, the prime stone we've, we just saved and use it, and everybody needs to go help me get my soul back. And every, and uh, Drax is like, these stones are bad. We can't have them. We're not doing that. I, w- I want my soul back, you big green and, idiot. And then uh, Star-Lord's like, yeah, we're not doing that because we're not supposed to. That's bad. I want my soul back, you idiot. And she's like, you... wait, 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 you're abandoning me? He's like, you're willing to kill people for this back. He's like, yes, I need this. And, he's like, and they're like, oh, I can't do this. And she's like, you know, screw all you people. I can't trust any of you. And she leaves. That's why I'm thinking that's her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then I again, want my soul back, man. Then again, it might be too obvious, so that's why I'm also thinking maybe Quasar. Mm. Mm. The female nah. one. But yeah, seeing uh, Thanos get his head she, cut off was quite dramatic. She would be more, she would be powerful enough to kill Thanos. So, Which yeah. also makes you wonder, because there's currently a Thanos comic book series. So I wonder if they kill him off in that. That'd be weird. Or does it end? I don't know. Anyway, what are we looking at? Baldar confesses it was him. So uh, I liked it. <laughs> Baldar killed Thanos. I buy it. I liked it. I had some great moments in it. The art I loved, except for the boxes, boxes everywhere issue to it. For something to tease the Infinity Wars series, I think it did perfect in its job. It was absolutely fantastic. What does Garth think of every book? 
Four stars. Four stars. That's right. <laughs> um, I really, really liked it. It was a really good book. It. I had no interest in buying Infinity Wars, and now I do. So mission freaking accomplished. And I would have gotten at least four and a half if not for the. If not, if not for four the, and a half, if not for the boxes on top of everything, you don't need those. No. Baldar's very happy with the four stars. I can tell. Yes. He's confused. He didn't know that would happen. Garth, a comic rule. That's right. At actually, least you one book. You know what? I'm 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 actually going to put a uh, a uh, exclamation point four exclamation point four stars. <laughs> going to make in, one in the bot. It, it's going to make a sound effect. <laughs> it should. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, kaching something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, it was a good. It was good. Definitely worth reading. Um, the Infinity Wars looks to be like Marvel's big event coming up okay. for the fall, and this is a great lead into it. It doesn't set all the scenes, but it sets it well enough. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. And like I said, uh, the characterization of the people is really good. It was a nice read. It didn't get bogged down too much in dialogue, but all the characters were distinct. The art was freaking fantastic, except for the boxes everywhere. The boxes. Everywhere. Get a clip of Garth saying, four stars! Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll go through all the past the live streams, and I'll record him saying, Four stars, four stars, four stars, <laughs> and I'll just kind of like, like layer uh, them, layer them together. Four star, four star, four star, four star. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Four stars for Infinity Wars Prime. All right, now next, I I got something special. Wait, not for... yet. Don't miss an episode. Follow on Twitch. Oh. Follow. Click the heart. Love it. Ah, it burns my eyes. Subscribe is good. Go to YouTube. You can do that too. Pew, pew, pew. Life is happy now. All right. Don't work Garthon. I'm on YouTube. But Tios is Star Trek Online, Secret World Legends, and Neverwinter with Ethan Dog. Check those out. Always fun. Check it out. Join us live on Twitch. We're doing that. Uh, Sunday, 9 p.m. Tomorrow. Central, 10 Eastern. Yep. And also check out the past streams you did. Check out the current team for Neverwinter. Thank you, everyone. Hey, we got 50 bits for the four star audio montage. I got to do it now. I gotta yeah, it that. has to. That's mandatory. I gotta write. I gotta write it down. I gotta write it down. Four star montage. Circle. Bam. Bam. RNG. What was you gonna say, Mr. Heathen Doll? Oh, I got something special for this RNG. Oh no. Because uh, we're it... talking about how uh, we're gonna have to quit playing Star Trek Online because they ruined it. So I got me some wild turkey. Wow, that is That's something. Right. Hobo's choice. <laughs> I thought the hobo's wrecked. choice was fighting cock. I don't think you can get that in my state. <laughs> oh, man, this belt. So How about Yukon Jack? Can you get Yukon Jack in your state? I can get Yukon Jack, yes. That, I think that would be worse. Yes. Now, uh, in in uh, in Louisiana, you can get uh, the grain alcohol, uh, Everclear, that is uh, 190 proof. You can get that in Virginia. You cannot get that in Michigan. Michigan is 151 is the max. Really? But every time every time I drink anything 151, I have the most horrible hangover ever. Well, don't and do I that. Don't want, I don't want that. But so wild turkey. We're start this off with some wild turkey. This can only get better. Yukon Jack is not worse than wild turkey, says Baldahar. Okay, I'll take your word on it. What about fighting cock? Fighting cock is worse than wild turkey. Give me that. Fighting... Oh, yeah. What is the alcohol fighting cock? It's really dang high. I have no idea. I can look it up right now, though. <laughs> look up Fighting Cock. Belder says he hasn't tried it. 
Yukon Jack is pretty bad, though. Knob Creek is rough. Knob Creek's really expensive. 103 though. proof. That's right. Two, two proof higher than the Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey's pretty strong. I didn't know it was that strong. Yeah. Knob Creek's pretty rough, but it's expensive for some reason. I don't know why. I'd much rather have other uh, Knob Creek. Uh... Knob Creek is pretty rough, too. Yeah, it's, it's 90. 90, it's 90 proof. 90 I'd rather or have Maker's Mark, though. That's smoother. Or uh, Glen Livet. Glen Livet's nice. But that's not a that's not a bourbon. That's a whiskey. That's a whiskey, and it's expensive if you want the smooth, like the 20, the 30-year vintage. Yeah, that gets that's up. good stuff. Anyway, anyway, go hit hit the picture. Ah! Show, show us what I'm drinking. This is it. Age of Discovery for Star Trek Online. Oh, we love Star God. Trek Online. We, we do. do. We love Star but, Trek Online. But, we love it. And as a matter of fact, when, when they introduced uh, some some traits and ships from from the discovery show i was happy because yeah, that's the story cool. the story was firewalled the story is crap it was firewalled from STO. they also didn't bring over happy. the uh the eggplant klingons the eggplant eggplant face klingons yes they they didn't port those over now i'm super scared because they're importing story now it, it's leaking it's infecting star trek and how do you are they going to go okay here's the question are they going to change all the Klingon models in game? They they can't. It's it, it would it would be too intensive. That would be a riot. Too many people off. Yes, it would piss too many people off. I mean, uh, even even introducing them as as a model would be would be heresy to me. Well, they're Just doing awful. it. Just, they're doing uh, it. They're going to do it. It's right there in the picture. It's happening. Yeah. They're probably going to make you pay extra for it too, for the privilege hell. of having eggplant head. Go to hell, cryptic. Boom. Not doing it. And the, I'm happy to see some discovery content be in there. I really am. But the weird, f new style battles, which are stupid as hell. The, uh, the new uniforms are cool. That's cool. Um, are they gonna have missions? They have well, actually, they're gonna because I mean, they're yeah. having the voice talent from the show come in there. Right. They already announced Tilly as voice talent. Oh my God! They even had her front and center too. Team, team no Tilly right here team no tilly yeah we're not on the tilly bandwagon here no no we are not T tilly tilly is that girl that all the all the real cool people made fun of in high school like t till she committed suicide because of cyberbullying right, that's a little that, that, rough that, that, that hey you know what wild turkey made me do it i will say that there was a girl in high school who was constantly after me who i thought was nice i liked her as a friend but she wanted way more than that out of me, and I had zero interest in that at all because she was a little clingy, a little crazy, a little annoying, and a little dumb, and that's Tilly. Yes. The, the only way you would uh, you would get with a girl like that is if you can then move. Got the kiss the girl. She liked it. I did not kiss her. She would have liked it a lot. <laughs> My brother described her as having a chicken bone altar to me in her room. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. Wow. All she right. did not actually have one made of chicken bones, but she did have a half-drank bottle of Mountain Dew that I left in her car once. That she kept. That's okay. All right. All right. That That's the level of weird that you don't want to be around. Yeah, and right, that, got that, got that's Tilly. All right. yeah, that, and that is Tilly in in a pistachio shell. It's, it's more than just socially awkward. It's, you know, just creepy. And I just... Maybe the actress is the actress probably doing a great job doing a character that creepy, but it, I don't find her writing. interesting or compelling as a no. character. I don't want to see the adventures of Tilly. I don't want to see her growth. I don't want to see her hero's journey. 
Exactly. Um, I don't want to see. You know, here's the problem with Tilly. What, what happens to all characters in the show? They have their back to the door. They're doing their thing. Tilly walks in the room, and every character suddenly feels worse. Like, what happened? Did did, did the is there less oxygen in the room? What happened? Oh, well, my thing is, why does she get story time when there are bridge crew members who have had like three lines? I know, right? Who's and who, the lady with the bionics in her right, face? I want right, right. She was on the original. She was on the Shenzu and got hurt yes. because of uh, Michael Douglas, whatever name was, and now Michael Burning Man. Michael Michael Burnham, and now she's on the new ship, and Burnham shows up yeah. there too. Where's her story? Where's her yeah, characterization? Yeah, where's her? You're, you're wasting all this time on Tilly when when you have a when you have a Battle of the Binary Stars veteran. Right, right here, right there. Been, been to hell and back, un, unlike Cadet Tilly, right, still dripping behind the ears. Right, who uh, who is so shut up? Who is so dumb that when she sees the injury, I say that's fucking cool. No, no. And I, I'm gonna allow that because that is the line. And that's what so the line she used, and it pisses me off to this stupid. day. Stupid. I mean, every Star Trek series, every Star Trek movie until now, I could watch with my family. And, you know, with little kids. Yep. I can't watch Discovery only because of the cursing. The yep. level of violence isn't that gratuitous. Oh, and the and the Klingon boobs. I'm not too fond yeah, of the Klingon and, boobs. And especially in uh, Star Trek, ever since TOS, there hasn't been blood. That, right. You know, you shoot someone, they disintegrate. I don't even they, care about that. So, but, and, they, and they're just gone, you know? The, 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 the violence is video game violence, you know? It, it's it's I, nothing. I, but it, I do have hope for Season 2 just for the circumstances are different. But do you remember Season 1 of Stargate SG-1? Yes. How they had they went for a lot of cursing and boobs. Uh, they in in Canada, yes. In the U.S., they actually. No, nope. in the U.S., it was there because it was showed. It was on Showtime. Oh, it was on Showtime at that point. Yes, but yep. when it went to when it went when to syndication, it said, that got all edited. They all got all edited. Yeah, but it was on Showtime, so hey, whatever. Right. You know. And so they're like, oh, look at this! Oh my gosh! And they're like, we're going for a movie-like experience. And it was Daniel's wife. That was inappropriate. Was that Daniel's wife? She was hot. It was Daniel's wife. She was hot. Um, yes, she was hot. And it was Daniel's wife. And she she got all. And then she like, got killed. You no, know, well she well yeah she like seasons later, but she got all snake raped, and that was not right. That was not cool. But that was not good. Well, they're sure they were like the past of them, weren't they? I don't remember. But anywho. They were trying to make a statement with hey, the opening. Hey, G-Ren, how you doing? Hey, G-Ren. But they were trying to make a statement in SG-1's opening season. Like, wow, look at us. We're like top-tier movie entertainment. Yeah, we're a dog. And I think Discovery was trying too hard their first season. It's like the new it's like the new kid at school shows up. It's like, hey, guys, check out my new L.A. Lakers backpack and my Steph Curry shoes, yo. Yeah. Look at my gold chain. That's real gold. I got a girlfriend. She's Canadian. You haven't met her. But she's hot. Yeah, you know that's what Discovery yeah, season one yeah, was. Yeah, we already know Discovery made so many first season mistakes. You know, you don't you don't go to to the alternate universe in the first season. You don't do that. That's stupid. Or even if you uh, do, it's for like one episode, not half the damn season. Oh, not and, not every interesting plot point. Yeah, you you don't you don't make the main character unlikable in the first episode. I yeah. thought she was awesome in the first episode. The second she became unlikable. Well, at the end of the first episode, she committed treason, basically. And then after that, she was in prison, and she's a prisoner. Well, and... actually, yeah, the first episode where she's lying to everyone. Oh, yeah, the captain said this. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. How yeah, could you ever become second in command when you're that willing? To... All right, let's. We're not doing an anti-discovery conversation. All right, sorry. Well, we no, are. no, we are. But we, are, we but, yeah. don't want. Sounds like an upper class kid coming to school after holidays with a new backpack. Yeah, and that's. Well, yeah, the, the upper class kid has has some cred though. He's rich. Yeah, this right. discovery just you know, got it from their rich uncle. Is is fronting just yeah, all it's the way. Trying tried way too hard. Yes. Yes. When if you had just been it's you know a Star Trek, everyone would have loved it. Give it a big hug. Yes. But it had to be different. It had to tr- try so hard to be different. And then at, by the end of the series, they're trying so hard not to be different. Like, look, now we have Spock. You know. Oh, suppose it's better than a working, working class, class kid coming to school with a new second yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, but the it. So discovery, and then I don't want to see those issues brought into discovery i don't want to run discovery missions yeah. with tilly telling me how we need to get do with it tilly gives you an order for anything i'm jumping ship i quit that mission i'm just i'm just hit, hitting that beam out button that's no, it tilly is no. there to take orders from me and to stay the hell out of the way actually actually tilly is is like uh children in in the early you know 19th century they're seen and not heard you shut the hell up tilly no, Tilly. I would say that buttons and that's it. Tilly's more like the kids in Next Generation. They're on the ship. Occasionally, they show up for a wacky episode, and that's it. Yep. You're there for Picard Day, and then yeah. you're gone. Yeah, you're there for Picard Day, or you're you're there for bouncing a ball in the hallway, and that's it. Right. You're that's there. It, that's you're, your job, and then you go away somewhere and shut up. You are there to go holodeck skiing with Wesley, and then you're gone. Done. Gone. That's so, it. So. Ah. And thing is. Having that socially awkward, uh, inept character can actually be really awesome. Look at Barkley. Barkley was good. Barkley's I mean, fantastic. People the, still love Barkley. But s- s- Stutter was a really good deal with him because I've heard him speak in cons and stuff like that. Yeah, he's really and, eloquent. He's great. And, oh, he's a, he's a, he's amazing. He's a he's a classically trained actor, yeah. so he could do anything he wants. And the Stutter was really convincing. He yeah. worked on it hard. And, and the really well also with the stuff tilly pulls with oh yeah i went through your stuff or, you know, just be totally insulting i can't be with you i can't talk to you because i'm trying to be popular she is so unlikable and she never becomes likable to me yes and i can't get over the mole on her face i can't jira says do my it. brother sorted out my next gen episode plays by deleting anyone that had wesley crusher oh it's kind of harsh understandable a but a little harsh. yeah I, I i get it wesley was was a there are some good Wesley Crusher. There are episodes. some good Wesley, but they they usually come later in the series. Yeah. But uh, yeah, t- I I I feel bad about this. I do. I feel bad, but I cannot get over Tilly's mole. <laughs> I can't. Don't, don't they have adequate removal in the future? I know, right? Could... I mean, all of this super science. You can't get rid of that. Yeah, they couldn't transport mole? that off her face. You know. Come on, really. That's so superficial, Come but I, I get it. I get it. It I, is. I just it find is. the character I, I completely unlikable. It's the way it is. Character, I just find the character completely unlikable. To me, Tilly is the Wesley of the series, except less likable. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad about saying. I feel bad dogging on one character that much, but every other character is cool. Yeah. You know. I actually like Michael Burnham a lot as a character. I, I want I want more of the partially bionic con officer or uh, I'm sorry uh, not 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 bridge officer I know bridge officer yeah the is she officer whatever officer. she is yeah. 
I, but, I want more of her. I want more of her in season two. That's what I want. I want more Captain Lorca. He was the best person of the dang crew. Well, he is evaporated, so there's that. And also, here's the thing about Lorca and the Discovery, since we're planning. That's funny. <laughs> the... They, uh, the Federation and everything is shown to be a bunch of evil, backstabbing losers, and the guy who's right the whole time is the one from the Mirror Universe. Yes. Yes, because it's war. It's war. He's trying to win it. Yeah. But you, you have these the Federation working against itself, trying to make backroom deals and basically give up the sovereignty of the Federation, and he's the only one trying to stop it. And he's Mirror Universe, for God's sake. You have people directly lying to each other and he's the only one not doing that. I'm not saying he's a hero. I'm just saying... No. No. The Federation betrays its its principles so many times in that series. It just pisses me off so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a... Uh, you know what? I can almost forgive it. Almost, almost, almost forgive it. Except that Enterprise existed first. And it created the Federation on the morals that the Discovery, which is, what, like, several decades after that? Yeah. Is just pissing all over. Right. So, F you, Discovery. I don't like you at all. And, well, if we want to keep playing Discovery, we can say, why did they even make a series that takes place at that point in the timeline? It wasn't necessary. It was just, ah, god damn. You needed to make something that happened at the end of the timeline. It just... How many times did Kirk break the Prime Directive? Uh, honestly, not that many. Like, three. About as many as Picard, honestly. Um, and when he... And when Kirk was breaking the Prime Directive, it was really more of a suggestion. It wasn't really codified yet. He talked about it. But a lot of times when he was breaking the Prime Directive, it was, they're going to kill my entire crew. But I have Corbomite, or Janeway. Yeah, they did. They broke the prime directive. Janeway, oh, definitely Janeway. But you know what? You know, you're you're in the you're in the wild wild west with Janeway. I mean. Yeah, Janeway was like, oh, we're not making it back anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, she like it's gonna take 75 years to get back. We're all gonna be dead anyway. The prime directive is now more of a prime guideline. Yeah, it's really. more of a like the prime directive applies to the people who have civilizations out here. Yeah. yeah. They, it's their prime directives to us. That's how it works. But yeah, no, so that, that is that a fair one, point, G-Ren. This is yeah, a fair point. I, yeah, G-Ren, I breaking, get it, but... But breaking Jane. the prime directive is not what takes me off of Discovery. It's that this, the Federation is supposed to be a force for good and peace and cooperation, and in this, they are just absolute bastards. And they're willing to yeah, murder you know, an entire I, world of Klingons yeah, with a I bomb. Under, this is something I don't understand. I never understood this with the first season of uh, Discovery is that uh, uh, Michael Burning Man knows from Vulcan experience that Klingons only understand unmitigated power. Right. She actually brings it up to them. Yeah, right out of the bat. And for some reason, the rest of Starfleet that that have been close with Vulcans for like a long time don't know this or don't care about this. Right. When she brings up, the Vulcans have reacted to Klingons this way. That's why the Klingons respect them. Exactly. And they're like, you know what? We're going to send them a nice fruit basket. And we're going to say, hey, how about you don't kill us all? I I never got that. I never reconciled that in my head. 
And so the whole season one was filtered through that, and it was garbage. And then the friendship goes prickly, pretty quickly from, you know, we're just going to be nice in the two. Let's murder women, innocent women and children and invalids on their home planet with a bomb they can't find. Let's just destroy their home world. Screw negotiations. Screw all that. We're just going to murder all of them straight up. Let's torture innocent animals so we can have faster warp drive. That's cool. You know what? Uh, that, that, that was a, that was a, a Voyager reference. I get it. But uh, uh, as uh, speaking as the McCool, yeah, I would have killed. Right. The McCool would have. But the McCool is like. would have done that. Yeah, but that's not Federation. Like, can you imagine Picard saying, huh, we can actually get up behind their defenses if we're willing to torture this innocent animal? He'd say no. Even Kirk would say no. Yeah. He's, he, Kirk would say there's got to yeah. be another way. Yep. Kirk would not have killed an entire planet to stop a war. He would have... He would have seduced their leaders, and that would have been that. Yeah, yeah. Or he yeah. would have gone to the planet, found the computer, telling their, their leaders how to fight a war, and uh, logic-bombed the computer. Boom. I'm lying right now. You know, and that would have been that. And then he would have punched... Yeah, I am lying now. I love you. No, I hate you. Yeah. I am not lying now. I love you. And I then he would have punched out a robot, a cowboy, just because it yeah, was there. Just because, just yeah. Unless Picard t- could torture Q. Well, he wouldn't torture Q. He would just want to get him away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there was no torturing Q. There's just, you know, it, I, surviving it, it's just, Q. Ah, there's so many things wrong with But we don't want to see those kind of missions no. in Star Trek Online. But we're going to, and I have to quit. Or at least not play those missions. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, because that's... Ever. I don't care what rewards they offer. I don't want to deal with nope. eggplant Klingons. And, uh, and... We only... Uh, in, in our in our uh, th- uh, Thursday stream, we only play Foundry missions. But we are never going to play a Foundry mission based on Discovery. We're not. We have played... No, we have played normal episodes. Yes, we have played normal episodes, but... But we're not going to play any Discovery episodes. We're never going to play any Discovery episodes on our stream ever. Absolutely. Ever. I agree. Under any circumstance. I'm down. Good. Uh, So that's the RNG for this week. That's it. Which basically turned into, we don't like Discovery. No. At all. And neither should you. (laughs) Maybe season, but the thing is, I'm an eternal optimist. Maybe season two will be good. I don't believe it could be. Yeah, but you are season, the eternal optimist. Well, I am the eternally realist. Season one of a season one of a lot of shows sucked. Season, That's true, but not this bad. I mean, you know, you know the the whole skirt yeah. thing for season one in in TNG was bad. That, but, no, well, season one of TNG had issues, but like season one of Voyager, I thought was awful. I hated season one of Voyager. I didn't hate it. Oh, I hated it. I can imagine. Yeah, I, I I can agree it wasn't good, but I didn't hate it. Didn't really like season one of Enterprise either. I like season one of Enterprise except for the stupid song. You're not supposed to have uh, words. But You're I got faith in the heart. You're not supposed to have words. Uh! Well, even if they had words, that's still a terrible song to choose. It's a retread of pa- it's a song that was really made for Patch Adams, for God's sake. Uh, drink five hundred wild turkey for each episode with one commercial break. Season two will be great. <laughs> He'll be passed out by the end of each episode. Yeah, fair. But thank you, everyone, and always make sure to check out Max Leo and Elgarian. Max Leo streams Thursdays and Fridays. He games with Noro once a week. Everyone yes. loves Noro, at least more than Max. 
And you can check out, uh, he has a planned team up with Noro, Heathen Dog, and Elgarian. Yes. Well, uh, Elgarian has a. He has computer issues, we know. He's automated his computer, but so Noro, uh, Max, and I have been playing Looter Kings, where we're all, you know, trying to. And we're getting better. We're getting better. You play like goblins, right? Yes, we're playing goblins, we're getting loot, and we're, you know, kidding. We've mastered level one. Level two has. It's getting there. it's avoided our mastery at this moment, but we're getting there. Yeah. And also check out Ilgarian streaming Shroud the Avatar for Second Virtues Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Well, he's not because the computer's down, but he wants to. He wants to really bad. Make sure to check out Roleplayers the Avatar, rpota.com, and sodahelp.org for all your Shroud of the Avatar needs and role-playing desires. He may not be playing because his his computer's bad, but he is actually updating all of his websites, so please. Yes, stay tuned with that. Here's our streaming schedule. Love it. Memorize it. It's for you. Every day of the week, we stream for you, the viewers. Nothing but love. Right there. Right there. Check it out. And to, like I said, tomorrow, we're playing Neverwinter. That'll be fun. If the Foundry's up, we'll play my Foundry mission. Oh, I man. I want to. A murder most foul? That'd be awesome. I don't think it's up. Oh. All right, everyone. It's time for us to go. As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment on this video. Uh, you can watch us live, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Follow us on Twitter, at Legion of Myth. Find our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Look for Legion of Myth. We have lots of videos, thousands of videos. And join our Discord channel. Link's right there, folks. That's a lot of letters. And, of course, the audio version of this is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. Later, G-Ren. If you want to support Legion of Myth, you can do so through a Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth, a Streamlabs donation, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth, directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash Legion of Myth, getting our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love with your Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. And as always, you can cheer us while watching live on Twitch. The most versatile method to directly know how you're feeling. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, G-Ren. Thanks, Baldahar, for cheering, chiming in. Appreciate it. Everyone else watching live, thanks a lot. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darnell Anomaly.